This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus came home. Again the crowd gathered, making it impossible for them even to eat. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him, for they said, He is out of his mind. The Gospel of the Lord. Coming to the end of the week is often a relief for everyone. We need to rest. We need to slow down. We need peace, a little silence. It is true that in the world we live in, not everyone can rest on Saturdays, sometimes not even on Sundays. It is almost a privilege to be able to do so. If you can, you have to take advantage of it to rest your spirit too, which needs it, and needs it badly. For a few days now, I've been going over an idea or a desire. I don't know whether it will be of the Spirit or not. We'll have to wait and see. The idea is to be able to record once a week, at least on Saturdays, an exercise of what is called Lectio Divina in the church, or divine reading in our own words. In reality, this is what I try to do every day in a covert way, so to speak, but the idea is to be able to do it more explicitly in a more guided way, more slowly, so that everyone can do it at home, so that everyone can experience the wonder and the joy of really feeling that Jesus speaks directly, without intermediaries, without a priest in between, without a delivery person, but rather that he calls upon us to go find the product ourselves, the bread of the word. We once did that experience with young people, teenagers, And it was incredible to see how they listened by themselves to what Jesus was telling each one, beyond what one as a priest can sometimes add or say to spice things up and help. That's what I sometimes try to do on Saturdays. My commentary, then, is meant to be a resource to help you listen more deeply on your own and not go by my limited comments alone. On Monday, we heard Jesus say, New wine is poured into fresh wineskins. And we said that this expression refers to a change of mentality and to the openness of heart needed to receive the novelty of the gospel. We cannot expect Jesus to adjust to our mentality, to our heart. It is we who have to adjust to him, to get to know him better and thus understand how he thinks and how he loves, discovering through Jesus the loving face of the Father. In this way, we can avoid following into a Pharisaic attitude by only focusing on the commands of a doctrine or morality, which results in bittering the good news with the mentality and heart of the Old Testament, leaving aside Jesus' heart and his message of love. We need a new heart and a new mentality for a new and novel announcement. On Tuesday, we saw how the Pharisees murmured when they saw Jesus' disciples picking ears of corn to eat, thus going against what was allowed. How often, shielded behind a false religiosity and under the appearance of seeking holiness, do we point out to others and fall into the temptation of worrying excessively about the external without looking at the heart? We act like the Pharisees when we judge by what we see without considering the circumstances, without knowing the heart of others, and letting ourselves be carried away by appearances. If we are true disciples of Jesus, we should look at everything and everyone through his merciful eyes, thus avoiding judging others, 
Something in Wednesday's glimpses of the Gospel shows us again the Pharisees, those enemies of Jesus who were always on the lookout, always attentive to what he was saying or doing, not because they wanted to get to know him and thus love him, but watching him carefully to have arguments to accuse him of violating the law. But Jesus, under their accusing gaze, decides to put love above the law. Furthermore, he raises a question as if wanting to find some trace of mercy in their hardened hearts. Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil? To save a life rather than to destroy it? And the Pharisees, the experts who know the law, keep silent. Hardness of heart generates narrowness of mind and vice versa. Those who are hard of heart, even though they may think they are intelligent, are not really so. The wisdom that comes from God reveals His love for us and allows us to discover that, in essence, we are love and have been created to love, to do good to everyone who needs it, without calculations in between, but treating others just as we would like to be treated. On Thursday, the question arose as to why Jesus did not want what he did to be known. Because in response to the cries of the unclean spirits, he ordered them not to reveal he was the Son of God. Jesus teaches us once again that we should not look at appearances, but at the heart. Jesus wants us to love him for what he is and not for what he does. To do that, we must get to know him, enter into the mystery of his heart, in order to love him with all of our strength. Only those who really know Jesus can convey what he is. All others keep the superficial. They simply settle for the favors received. And yesterday, we heard how Jesus chose his disciples. Jesus called those he wanted, not those whom the world would have considered the most qualified. Jesus called those he wanted and did so out of pure mercy. The twelve apostles are Jesus' first collaborators those who gave continuity to his teachings and who, assisted by the Holy Spirit, had the mission of sharing and extending his message of love, thus constituting the church. We priests have also been called by Jesus to follow him and continue carrying his message of love and hope. We are priests because we experience that we are the first to be forgiven. We are priests because we are rescued in order to do the same with so many who have lost their way. We are priests to give ourselves to others, knowing that a priest does not give only himself, he gives something much greater, Jesus. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.